0: Hey everybody, you're listening to episode 26 of the Q&A podcast. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Anthony. Uh, sitting right next to me, instead of across from me as usual, uh, is my pal DeQuincy. Only took 26 episodes us to change seeing positions. <laughs> for now, but uh, we're, we're working on getting back
1: across to across from each other. Looking lovingly into each other's <laughs> eyes, apparently.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm taking You can't have all well, this. Well, I'm just saying, it's, it's a little too close for comfort right now, yes. but... Uh, need a it's, bigger couch. I do. I do need to get a bigger couch, which I'm working on. Uh, so, you know, like I said, we're, we're glad to have you here. Uh, we're ready to get this episode going. And uh, I know it's uh, we're, we're in the middle of... Uh, winter. Winter. We are in the middle of football season. Uh, we're probably winding down the first quarter of the basketball season. No, not even. Uh, we're Only the games in. Yeah. The Rockets are concerned. Also, not even a quarter. I mean, we're... Uh, only a few weeks into ba- uh, to basketball uh, but today we're actually going to talk about something that's already done with for the year and it's baseball um, there's been a it's been a pretty active offseason um, and it's a I guess a good time to, to look back uh, on our predictions that we made speaking of active
1: all seasons we're wa- active things we're watching the Rockets broadcast against the Lakers they're at halftime right now and Calvin Murphy's suit does not disappoint I I I can't I don't even have words to describe what's going on here so the roses are
0: red and so is Calvin Murphy's jacket I I, want to
1: know who who is his tailor oh man who who does he go to and say well you know what that doesn't have enough roses I must need more that's
0: gotta be the first question whenever he does his if he hasn't already done (laughs) a reddit AMA (laughs) that's gotta be the first question who has better suits Calvin Murphy or Craig uh, Seager Oh man! Yeah, Ooh.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a homer. I'll go with I'll go with Calvin. <laughs> yeah, you gotta think about that one for <laughs> a minute. Gotta sit and ponder that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Back to the podcast. Sorry, that's one of our many tangents of the year.
0: Right. So, uh, you know, we were talking. It's uh, we decided to uh to look back on on the 2014 baseball season. Look back on our uh, our go over our. Predictions that we made prior to the season. Yes, um, and then we'll, we'll wrap up the show with our talk on uh, the current activity of this offseason. You know, like I said a few minutes ago or a minute ago, uh, it's been a pretty busy offseason. Right, myself, and uh, it's pretty exciting to think about how the teams are going to be uh, or how the teams are shaping up for for this upcoming 2015 season. Right, myself. But before we look
1: forward, let's look back. We're gonna go over our overall over-under totals and um, see who was the best better of last year. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I think you're gonna do well in the over-unders, cause I see some of mine that I missed by like a game or so. Uh, I'm
0: just I'm typically I'm just not a very good betting man. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not confident. The points for it confuses you as far as football is concerned. Oh yeah. Alright, you ready? Let's do it.
1: So we're gonna start with uh, you wanna start let's start DNA, okay? Sure. Alright So, beginning here, the Atlanta Braves, their over under was eighty seven and a half. I went under, you went over. What did they what was their record? Eighty seven and a half. They
0: wound up seventy (laughs) nine and eighty-three. That's a win for me. Holy cow.
1: God, they were really terrible. What happened? Um injuries ineffectiveness. I know their pitching staff pitching staff was decimated at a time there. Um,
0: but it still wound up a pretty good staff. Like, they weren't that bad, I didn't think. But, man, that's really disappointing. Uh, They still had
1: Uggla, who was a crater for three-fourths of the season. Oh, yeah. Uh, What's his name? Upton. Couldn't hit. Which one? Uh, Neither one for a while. (laughs) I mean, Justin Upton came out like a house on fire for, like, the first, I want to say, three or four weeks and then died right after that. Yeah. Uh, Both Upton brothers went off a cliff. (laughs) Um... Well I explained everything. Miami, over, under, it was 69.5. I went over, I went under, you went over, and they finished? 77 and 85. Oh, you won that one. I swear that bet was looking great for me when we found out Jose Fernandez wasn't going to be playing this and year.
0: That's why I went with the over because I figured <laughs> he was going to be playing all year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he, he got shut down and he man, blew out his elbow uh, early on in the season. He was I, you know you know what. Looking back, I think the way he was pitching to start the season, I can almost guarantee you he was going to be neck and neck with Clark Kershaw for the Cy Young. Wow. This year. I, I really felt it, man. I mean, he—that is heavy praise. I mean, he was dominating from the get go, and uh, he he didn't look like he was going to slow down at all uh, until his elbow finally gave out. <laughs> Unfortunately, he didn't slow
1: down. Unfortunately, his elbow ligament did. Yeah. Uh, let's see next team: New York Mets. Over under was seventy three point five. I went we both went over.
0: And we both won. Seventy nine eighty three for the Mets. Yeah. I you know, this team is gonna be really interesting next year because their their rotation is gonna be stacked. Stacked. Especially with Harvey coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wheeler emerged. Uh, DeGrom. DeGrom, I mean, was sec- finished second in the side. Oh, no, he one side. No, yeah, uh, Rookie of the year, Rookie of the year for the National League.
1: Um. Still, I just don't understand the Michael Kodair signing. Signing for two years. What was it? Two years, twenty million.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it gives him a, a pretty good bat in the middle of the order. But um, still, where are you playing him? Who knows? We'll we'll I see mean, what happens. There's no DH. He really can't play the outfield anymore.
1: And you know, he played the last two years on Kroger's field, which you know uh, just boosts your bat, all your batting stats.
0: That is true. But um they I heard they, they're moving in the fences again. Again. City, this you know. is the
1: second time they're moving the fences since they built uh what's it, City Field? Yeah. I
0: can't remember. It's still it's still a pretty it'll be a decent lineup. Um I think I still think I think their home lineup mm-hmm. would will still I think will will fare better than Colorado's stacked road lineup. Because as good as that lineup is at home, on the road, you know it doesn't, yeah. they don't really match up to Coors Field. And so I think the Mets at home will be, I think their lineup is going to be just, just as good, if not better, than uh, the way the Rockies lineup would hit on the road. Uh, if that makes any sense, I don't know. But uh, it's still, I think, going to be a good, pretty decent lineup. Um, you know, David Wright is former all-star, former MVP candidate. Oh, he can come back from injury. Yeah, he's got to come back from injury. Uh, I think he's going to appreciate the, the, the fences moving in a little more. <laughs> more, right. Uh, and then, you know, you you can only hope that Lucas Duda uh, continues on the pace that he, you know, finished off with last year. He finished off with 30 home runs. Um, and then, you know, guys like Den- Denard, their catcher, uh, hopefully he, you know, Fixing those steps, coming back from a concussion. Um,
1: yeah, let's all right. It's, it's a make, make, make good one. a good one. Let's go to the next team. Philadelphia over under was seventy six point five. We both took the under, and I remember taking the under heavily. What did they finish with? Surprisingly,
0: seventy three and eighty
1: nine. Mm. Yeah, murder. I expected them to have the worst worker in the league, but hey, we both hit the L. The under. A win is a win. A win is a win. It doesn't matter about how much. Oh, yeah. Uh I have nothing. I have things to say about Philadelphia, but it'll be for later on the podcast. Yeah, same here. Uh, and let's go to the last team division, Washington. Their over under was eighty nine point
0: five. Record ninety six and sixty six. We both. uh yep. Yeah, we both hit the over. Congratulations, us. Wow, that's pretty. Man, that's kind of sad that that they were the only. They were the only team with the. Uh, so uh, they with a greater with a five hundred great five hundred or greater record in the entire division. Wow. Well, I, not just in the division, but they were predi- were they the only ones predicted? Uh, no, Atlanta was.
1: Oh, okay. okay. Atlanta, and, yeah, Atlanta was eighty-seven.
0: That's so right. Yeah. that's right. That's still those are still pretty low numbers for uh, for winning a division. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ray right goes to the Central. Sure. Chicago sixty-nine
1: point five. We both said under. And they went over, surprisingly, seventy three and eighty nine. Yeah, we suck. I mean, you talk about a team that's going to be a juggernaut soon. It's the Chicago Cubs. Get ready to see them in the playoffs for the next. They're going to be um, eight to ten years. It's going to mm-hmm. be ridiculous all the time. They're
0: stockpiling. I just had a chill run through my spine <laughs> after that thought. But you know they they've uh, they've suffered long enough and they've put in the work to uh, to acquire these guys or to. You know, find these guys, discover these guys, and, and draft them. So, you know, good for the Cubs, I guess. Uh, look out for them. They're going to be good. Next year, they're going to be good, I think. Very much so. Uh,
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they're the ones running the division next year. Uh, no, I won't go that far, but they're going to be pretty close. They're, they're on their way.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Cincinnati, over under
0: 83.5. We both took over. Finished 76-86. and 86. Oh, Screw that one. They just... I don't know. I mean, their, their offense... Crack bad. Yeah, the offense was bad. Cueto was really the only bright spot in that team. Oh, well, Cueto and... Well, no, Cueto, Chapman, and Billy Hamilton. Hamilton. But that's it. I mean... You, and Billy Hamilton didn't exactly like the world on fire except
1: for stealing bases. Right. Votto right. took a step. He was hurt and took a step back. It's like everything that could have went wrong went wrong for that team. I take it back.
0: Todd Frazier had a really great season. That's true. Uh, but...
1: Pitching. Never Mas- their catcher did pretty well. But it seemed like every other position on the field and you know, pitching wise just crapped them in. Took so a step so. back, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh Milwaukee over oh, the, uh, over under seventy nine point five. What did they finished. We both hit,
0: oh, we both took over. And they just went over eighty two and eighty. Yes. Good for them. Good for them. That's all I got for them. Yeah.
1: I feel like we're going to be talking about them.
0: Braun took a huge step back. Are you
1: surprised? Uh, no. Just, <laughs> just disappointed. <laughs> and why are you so su- disappointed? He's as on my fantasy well. team. You <laughs> had such a sad uh, tone. Had <sighs>
0: high
1: sad. hopes. High hopes. Yeah. It's okay. It'll be. It's always okay. next year. Hopefully. We should not paint him a Hundred million dollars over the next six years. Yeah, can't wait for that contract. Uh, Pittsburgh over under and a half. We both took the under.
0: We both took the under. Yeah, they finished eighty eight and seventy four. Oh, we're terrible.
1: Man, we could not bet this, in... this. This is this is the division the that we agreed with the most. We should never
0: agree again. Why did they? Why did we pick under? They weren't going to be that bad. I, I don't. I think sophomore slump. I guess so. Yeah. That's...
1: Man, that's, trust that's, me, that is not the most confusing bet that we made at <laughs> the beginning true. of the year. It was one that blew, we don't understand why either one of us did it. Um, last but not least, St. Louis over or under was 90.5 wins. We both took the over. And
0: they went under. <laughs> they finished with 90 wins.
1: Oh, we lost my half. Oh, we lost my half. Oh, Jesus Christ. I
0: don't like that. That's oh. sad. You're
1: ah. Let's just move on. I have nothing more to say about that. Uh, we head out to the west. Arizona, 80 and a half wins. We both took the under. And they didn't disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> well, 64-98. They didn't disappoint us. They probably disappointed their uh, fans in Arizona. All six of them left. That's true. I mean, whew. talk about Paul Goldsmith and nothing else. And then
0: he went down, so there was yeah, nothing that else. There was
1: literally nothing else. Uh, is, that field, Chase Field, is a hitter's ballpark, so it's pitching goes to die right there. Yeah. Um, next team, Colorado, 76.5. For some reason, we both took the over. Did they get there? Not even close. Not
0: even close. 66
1: and 96. Oh, uh, we don't. Let's see. Tulo went down, Cargo went down. Their pitching still sucks. Still. Um, one of their highly regarded prospects, uh, Gray, came up, pitched one game, and, and um, like hurt his elbow was gone for the rest of the season. Uh, it's just how it goes for Colorado mm-hmm. at this point, really. This stage in the game. Yeah. Um, next up, the LA Dodgers, 93.5. I took the under, and you took the over.
0: They went 94 and 68. Not bad. You got that by a half a game. Unbelievable. Not great for the, for that team, but
1: I'll take it. Cheap win. Yeah. Um, San Diego over under 78.5. We both took the... No. I took the over. You took the under. They finished 77 and 85. Of course they did. Of course they did. I don't know why I was believing so much on San Diego.
0: Yeah, they had no... Whoa. Coming into the air, they had no pitching.
1: I don't know. I guess I read too many reports about people uh, being so high on San Diego. I was really high on them. I don't know what I was doing. What it was
0: is they... Everybody was very, very high on Andrew Cashner. Oh, and uh, Chase Hedley. That's right. But Cashner especially because he's, he's a pitcher. And he has the makeup to be a dominant. He I mean, throws next. over 100, 100 miles. He's got the... The ability to be a great pitcher uh, and he took a step forward this year but it wasn't a, a giant leap forward that I think everybody was anticipating so I mean, he's a good he's a good pitcher he had a good year that just wasn't enough to get San Diego over the hump uh, and into contention once again uh, we finally come to the world champion San Francisco uh,
1: I would say 49ers <laughs> Uh, San Francisco Giant Over-under was
0: 86.5. We both took the over. And they went over 88 and 74. Yeah. So, Not bad for a wild-card team. No. 88 wins and a World Series title. So we did all right as long as we stay out the NL Central.
1: Right. <laughs> all right. Let's move over to the AL. Uh, let's start with the East. <sighs> Baltimore, 80.5 wins. I took the under. You took the over. 96 and 66. Damn it. I think I did terrible in the AL. Um, anything you want to say about Baltimore? I mean, they
0: really surprised me. Uh, they didn't surprise me. They just took advantage of a golden opportunity this year. Well, Nelson Cruz hitting like he's back
1: on the juice. Right. Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, they survived. Weeders being hurt. Um, Davis not, be, not hitting anywhere
0: close to what he was doing last year. And they survived the Yankees and, and Red Sox getting very old. Still continuing to get I, old. I don't call that survival. I call that good forward.
1: <laughs> uh, next up, Boston, 87.5 wins. We both took the over.
0: They finished 71-91. and 91. Well, we suck. What happened to Boston? Uh, they gave up on pitching and their leader got hurt. Uh, Pedroia. Pedroia got hurt. Their
1: entire left side... Couldn't hit. Millbrooks and um, Bogarts. Yeah. Um, their outfield was a mess. Yeah. Uh, again, one of those, if everything goes wrong, when it rains, it pours kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, next, New York Yankees. 86 and a half wins. I went under, you went
0: over. They went under. 84 and 78. Wow, they won 84 games? Yeah, really? Surprisingly. Wow. Well, they had the Red Sox to beat up on all well, year I don't know.
1: That's true. Um, They didn't make the playoffs in DJ's final year. Tampa Bay, 88 and a half wins. We both took the over. And they went way under <laughs> in 77 and 85. Oh, God, it so, We both so far have one win in the AOEs. And last but not least, Toronto, 80 and a half wins. We both hit under. They both went over. They went over. Oh, they went over. 83 and <laughs> was it 79? We both went one and five one and four in that division. Let's move to the central. What's? Well, it's not a tough division for nothing. It's a tough division for us. Really. <laughs> yeah. Uh Central, Chicago White Sox, seventy-seven and a half wins. I went under, you went over. They went under 73 and 89. Ooh. I believe so far in these bets you're winning. Cleveland,
0: eighty and a half wins. I went under, you went oh. over. Eighty-five and seventy-seven. That was yours. Hey, when you got Corey Kluber and Michael Brantley playing like MVP candidates, it's uh, going to get you a few extra wins. Detroit, 89
1: and a half. We both went over. They just went over at ninety seventy-two. 72. Barely made it. And Kansas City, 82 and a half. We both, we both went over.
0: And they went over. Way over. They went over uh, into the World Series. <laughs> 89 and 73. Good good for Kansas City. It's a great story. For and everybody. good
1: for us for being high on Kansas City. Yeah. year. Because for a while there, it didn't look good for us. No, 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 Um Finally, Minnesota, 70 and a half wins. We both took the under.
0: And they went under. 70 and 92. Yes!
1: We, we won! <laughs> we vindicated ourselves for the St. Louis one. Yes! Take that, Minnesota. The numbers give, and the numbers taken away. <laughs> uh, let's go to the west. Houston. 62 and a half wins. I went over. For some reason, you went under.
0: 62 and a half. Yeah, I sure did. And they sure went over. 70 and 92. <laughs> Look, um, especially when it comes to hometown team. You're pessimistic. If, uh, well, not just that, but if they can prove me wrong, I I gladly accept it. I gladly accept being proven wrong, especially by a hometown team. Mm-hmm. And this is a great Great year for the Astros, I think, uh, because they really took a, a huge step forward. I mean, they finished what—14 games over what they won last year. they that 20
1: games? 19 games. 19 games. They won t- uh, 51 last year. Yeah, I mean, incredible.
0: Yeah, you gotta love it. You gotta, you know, be hopeful for the future going
1: forward. Yes, sir. Next team up, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yes, I say it out loud so you can hear how ridiculous it is. Um, 86 and a half. I took the
0: over. You took the under. I just wasn't convinced, I guess, that they they were going to put it together. But they sure did. They looked like a World Series team until they got to the playoffs. (laughs) How many games did they win? 98 and 64.
1: Next, Oakland, 87 and a half. We both took the over. And
0: They just went over 88 and 74. Seattle, 81 and a half. We both took the under. They... Took a huge step forward and went over at eighty-seven
1: and seventy-five. And Texas 86 and a half We both took the
0: under, and they went under sixty-seven
1: and 95. Go ahead and
0: talk a little bit while I add up this, what we did. Well, if you look at these, this division, the AL West, the AL West, they have a, uh, a good shot of being named, possibly, or you know, being considered the toughest division in baseball at this point, the way the Angels played this year, um, the way Oakland's pitching, put it together this year, uh, Seattle came out of nowhere and won 87 games, uh, after signing Cano, you know, everybody thought, man, there's no way they're going to, they're going to do anything with all the money they spent on Cano, but the pitching really took, you know, uh, a big step forward, uh, especially with their, their young guys who are coming up, um, Texas was decimated by injuries, so there's a good chance that they're going to be much better than they were last than last year. Uh, one, could, or you know, Texas fans can only hope. Uh, and like I said, you know, the Astros took a big step forward, mm-hmm. thankfully, uh, and they're not a team that can just be overlooked anymore. I think at this point, uh, especially with the offense that they're capable of fielding uh, and the pitching that is still under the radar, even though Dallas Keuchel won a gold glove, uh, or the gold glove in the AL, and Colin McHugh finished fourth in the AL Rookie of the Year ballad. Five. It's still a, uh, it's still a very, uh, you know, under, I don't want to say undervalued, but mm-hmm. uh, underlooked rotation. So, do you want to hear how we
1: did? In the National League, I went 7-8. and eight, You went 9-6. and six. Nice. In the American League, I went 9-6. and six, You went 7-8. and eight. Of course. What so, that? you bet the National League. I'll bet the American League. And we'll just be raking in the dough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good.
1: <laughs> sounds like a plan. All right. So, ready to go to our bets that we made? Sure. All right. Um, let's see. We had Billy Hamilton over or under 250 bad average. And he ended up exactly at 250. Uh, Ramos Ramirez bad average, over, under, 275. I took the under, you took the over. You won, he hit 283. Next one, Ryan Braun, home runs, 29.5. I took the under, you took the over. <laughs> what a terrible defense. <laughs> terrible defense. Terrible, terrible. say I hit that one. Uh, Gene Segura versus Carlos Gomez in the categories of average, home runs, stolen bases, RBIs, runs, on-base percentage, and uh, OPS. Well, All I have to say is we're going to have to cut those down <laughs> next, for next season, I think. <laughs> it was a clean sweep for me and, uh, Carlos Gomez. Matt Adams, over-under, 24.5 home runs. I took, you, I took the under. You took the over. He hit seventeen.
0: It was close. Yeah. But I figured I mean he he was gonna get full playing time this year. He's got the power, he's left-handed. He's very I thought he was very capable of doing it. And he just he fell short this year. Carlos Martinez
1: over yeah. under ten and a half starts. I mean I'd say he got six. I had the under, you had the over. Uh most more home runs in the season. And he had Mark uh, trouble I had Paul Goldsmith Goldsmith, he won Even though
0: he got injured, that's pretty
1: impressive I can't, Trumbo was, was out for like a, Six weeks, remember he broke his foot That's right Over, uh, this is the one I'm, I don't even know why I bet Carp, It was a uh, bet, Tula Whiskey And Cargo Total games played, over under 290 <laughs> <laughs> I had the over Anthony had the under they, they totaled 161 games. They went way under. They didn't even make a full season for one person. And uh, the next bet is the strangest bet that we have on the table. We don't even know what made it, why we made it. It was Dan Heron versus Paul Mulholland. Heron won. Good. Hey, I, 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 I take your word for it. I don't know. What, why Why did we make that bet? Jeez, what are we doing? <sighs> next one up, uh, we had David Wright versus uh, Pablo Sandoval, who we'll talk about later. Of course, David Wright has to be ineffective and hurt, so of course, Sandoval won that one. You had Sandoval. Uh, next one, Jacoby Ellsbury, over under 99 and a half games played. I had the over, you had the under. He played over 115 games. Next one, will the New York Yankees make the playoffs? I said no, you said yes for some reason. (laughs) And, of course, they did not make the playoffs. Which means I win, and one of my exes is very pissed off. Our last bet, Will Meadowbrooks versus Brett Lowry. So you won twice? Yeah. A winner is me. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to get out of the but basically, Meadowbrooks was done the second week. (laughs) <laughs> of April, <laughs> and you had Brett Laurie, so you won overall on our bets. Player bets, I beat you 8 4 and 1. We will have more bets because we feel like a gambling cool. All right, time to get to the uh, hot stove. Now let's get to the biggest news of the year, if you will.
0: There's
1: your list. Oh, thank you. We're gonna start with Juan Carlos Stanton's. Record breaking $325 million contract. Record breaking, head scratching, unless you're Jim Carlos The largest contract ever given out in Northern America. Yeah,
0: man. What can I say? I, I can't even imagine $325 million. <laughs> I really can't. I mean, <laughs> my God, this is unreal for one player.
1: It's crazy. Do um, you want the breakdown of the contract? Let's hear. It. So, the first year he's going to make six point five million. Second year nine million. The third year he'll make fourteen point five million. So, not not that much. The next three years after that, he'll make a, a total seventy seven million. So the first six years of the contract, he'll make a hundred and seven million dollars. That's really, I would say, a, con- a bargain. Yeah, for the for his potential, for his power, one of the best hitters in the game right now, and he has that opt out after the six years. After that, the remaining seven years is seven years, two hundred eighteen million dollars which is basically $31.4 million a year, he's not opting out. There's no way you can pass up at age 37 years $218 million. Oh, and might I add tax-free. That is true. Oh, and might I also add living in Miami.
0: (laughs) This is also true.
1: When I first saw the contract... Uh, My thoughts were, how long is he actually going to be in a Marlins uh, uniform? But it might be the entire 13 years. He has a full no trade clause. Um, Once he gets older, I don't see any team wanting to take that much money
0: into his mid-30s. The only team that I can see doing that that wouldn't be as bad as Miami in terms of tax well, actually I don't know what their tax how their taxes run. But Boston I think is a team that will definitely come calling with I think thirty-five, maybe forty million dollars a year to tempt him to go to opt out. You have to think, I mean if there's a if there's a player of his if he's still playing at the level that he's currently playing and he's just in the prime of his career at thirty, yeah, thirty one. He'll years still old, be in the prime in baseball. Uh he will have every reason to opt out, I think. Especially if forty million dollars is on the table. Forty million a year is on the table. Yeah, but I'm just saying when you take away the taxes and and you know what you
1: give your agent and everything, it's probably around the same amount. And no offense to anybody who listens to this who lives in Boston. I'd rather live in Miami than Boston.
0: <laughs> well yeah. Of course. But would you rather know. make 30 million dollars or make 50 million dollars in a year. Because by that time, the way that the revenues are coming in, the television deals are are um, kicking in, the way all this money is coming into these teams, you're going to start seeing, this is just the beginning, you're going to start seeing guys maybe getting offered 50 million dollars a year. That's something that insane? no matter where, where the team is located, mm-hmm. $50 million is still $50 million, and, and every player would consider taking that money. Uh, I, I can understand
1: that, but I would definitely take $10, $15, 20000000 million pay, a year pay cut in order to wake up every day and not see snow. <laughs> okay. You do not know how much I cannot stand cold weather. I would take a pay cut to live in a warm temperature where I, uh, the beach is 20 minutes
0: away. Hey, the, let's debate for another day. That's uh we're debating baseball, not geography. We're <laughs> it's, it's we're we're going into geography, we're going back to school at this point. But um, no, I, I completely understand, absolutely. It's gonna be interesting to see in six years. I mean what, twenty twenty? That's gonna be man, the year to be alive I think. Do you think You're he'll a be a baseball
1: player? Do you think he'll be a
0: Marlin for all thirteen years? I d I don't. I don't think he will, especially there's not just the the opportunity to go out and make fifty million dollars a year. Wow there's also the fact that you just say that like just, just hurts my head. Right. Fifty million a year? But it's it, it look at it, man, it's gonna happen. It, it's you know if he's not the first fifty million dollar a year player, it's it'll probably be the next year. I don't think it's gonna happen any sooner than twenty twenty. But if it doesn't happen by 2020, then 2021, someone's taking that, signing the dot, signing, signing their name on that dotted line. That is ridiculous. But I think after six years, if Miami hasn't taken those, those next steps that they need to keep a guy like Jim Carlos Chanton happy, uh, besides the money, uh, then yeah, I could definitely see him leaving, opting out. Not just for $50 million, but for you know the chance to really go play for a contender. Uh, that's the only way I think Miami is will almost guarantee he doesn't consider opting out is if they stay competitive or if they get competitive. If the rumors are, he took uh, such a
1: backloaded contract so he could free up salary in the next couple of years for them to go out and you know spend money and get the free and become contenders.
0: That's the first test.
1: I mean, they're on a six-year clock. I mean. Me personally, I can see him opting out and even taking less money to go someplace
0: where he has a chance to win a ring. Sure, absolutely. And you gotta think if um, if he's unhappy, say year four, mm-hmm. year five maybe, or you know, year between years four and six, if he's starting to show signs that he's not happy, you know, they can't. They, he signed. He's uh, he has a full no trade clause now. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean the same thing for the rest of the team, and the Marlins could just decide to gut that, that team to really piss him off and say, "Okay, you know, go ahead." And they're off the hook if, for 218 million dollars. If that happens, fans
1: will storm that state net ballpark, grab uh, Lori, the owner, and have him drawn and quarter in downtown Miami.: Yeah, but he cannot do that
0: fire sale again. Well, there's, that's that's in six years. So I mean, he's he's got four legitimate years to make it look like he's making an effort, and then then he'll have the final two to uh, to decide if he really wants to pay this guy thirty million dollars uh, each year for the next you know seven years. We'll see. All right,
1: uh, let's move on to the next story. Uh, Russell Martin signed to the Toronto Blue Jays five years, eighty-two million dollars breakdown of that contract. Year one. Seven seven million. Then fifteen in the last three years. Twenty million dollars each. Oh my gosh,
0: twenty million dollars for Russell Martin,
1: who currently is thirty-one years old. He'll be thirty-two when the season starts. So he'll be making twenty million dollars when he's thirty. Was 35 and thirty-six as a catcher? <laughs> no, those last three years he'll be a D, he'll be a DH.
0: Oh yeah, there's no way he's playing that out. And. He's what? I mean, he's going to Toronto? Yes. Jose Batista is not going to be there by the end of that contract. Edwin Edward, Edward Encarnacion probably will not be there by the end of that contract. You sound like Eric Bertino. Larry Bird isn't coming through that door. Uh, $20 million. <laughs> Jose Reyes definitely ain't going to be there by the
1: end of that These contract. guys will
0: be long gone. And you're on the hook $20 million for. A guy who probably at that point in his career should only be making—I can't say it—you know, like four or five million dollars. <laughs> because uh, I don't want to take away from another man's paycheck. You know, if he if he can make the money, go for it. Why not? But it just doesn't make any sense at this point for this team. This contract is basically paying for the co- for a career year. The
1: last season he hit two ninety. That's his highest he's hit since two thousand and seven when he was with the with the LA Dodgers. The last well, I'm going. Go, the last five years, here's his batting average: 290, 226, 211, 237, thirty
0: seven, two forty eight. Wait, look at his last four years: ninety seven, one hundred twenty five, one hundred thirty three, one hundred twenty seven, one hundred eleven. That's, That's games played in the past five seasons. And
1: the only reason he got so many games with the Yankees is a DH. Yeah. Which I know is available for him in Toronto, but his his best ability isn't his you know his bat is his glove. He's one of the highest ranking uh, catchers as far as pitch framing is concerned. But Yadier Molina is not making twenty million dollars. I was gonna go. I was gonna say, but as a catcher and you're going into your mid thirties, those knees are gonna go. Yeah, and that glove will be non-existent <laughs> There'll be a non factor. <laughs> you can't catch standing up. They won't let you do that. Uh, and it's just, we both agree that the overpay at the end of backload is just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean, because you're freeing up, you're potentially freeing up money now. But then in four years, five years, when there's nobody else on that team, yeah, that's gonna you're be, still going to be, uh, was it hamstring? Yeah, hamstring. Hamstrung. $20 million.
1: You're going to be, at the end, they're going to need to trade them. They're going to be eating like... 80 to 85 percent of that to get rid of him. No doubt, no doubt about that. I just read. That's a, we both agree that's a huge overplay. Is it seems like a a strategy for a team that's trying to win now,
0: but they don't have all the pieces. Agreed. They they need so much more help. They need more pitching. They need bullpen. Yeah, and
1: it just seems like it's a desperate desperate move for a team. That's fan, their, their fans are on edge. That want them to make a move. Because remember, last year uh, during the trade deadline, even the players themselves were confused on why the front office wasn't going out and trading for anybody, trying to get any help. And it's just like, hey, we're doing it now. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Too bad you or paid the wrong <laughs> um, Let's go to the next signing I have on here uh, Victor Martinez. Four years, sixty eight million dollars uh, to stay with the Tigers. Let's play your card real quick. Thirty-five years old giving him four years. I know he had a great year last year, but again, that's a lot of money to pay for a an a elder thirty statesman basically.
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh it's hard to to get after you know, they're two to look down upon this deal. I mean, considering how much money David Ortiz makes, uh, and consider he's you know almost forty years old as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got to look at Martinez. He puts up this very similar numbers. Uh, well, well, his numbers are actually better, I think, uh, except for the power. I think the only thing he's he lags. Or that he's deficient in compared to Dave Ortiz, his power, that's it. But he hits for a higher average. Um, he's got, you know, plenty of hits. Uh, he's got a high on-base percentage as well. This
1: is uh, the opposite of the Russell Martin. They're not paying him for his defense. They're paying him for his, his bat. Yeah. But, you know, you get older, he's going to be in his mid-30s. Bat speed kind of declines. If, if I gave you those four years, what do you think he'll his high and bad average is going to be?
0: Uh, well, he's a three hundred six career hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh you know what? I'll give the benefit of the doubt. I'll say between two ninety five and three hundred. I think he's got the. I think he's if you're a good, if you make good contact, mm-hmm. you can still you can still eke out, uh, you know, a three hundred average. I think.
1: I was going to go, his high would be 295, and everything else would slide down. But do you understand this contract as far as the Tiger side of it? Um, do I really understand anything Detroit does? <laughs> I completely understand it. Their owner is 92 years old, 93. Yeah. He's up there. All he wants to do is win. He does not care about future um, financial obligations because he may not be around to pay him. Right. <laughs> This makes sense for the Tigers. Their window is right now.
0: But were we saying this 10 years ago when they were signing Yvonne Rodriguez and uh, trading for Miguel Cabrera? The owner has like 10 years, old, you know, less than 10 years left. He's just going for now. He's and he's still life. here. God, it's going to be weird if in 10 years he's still around. Well, you know, he's 100 years old and he's... Trying to win now. Shut your mouth. He's not going to live forever. He's not going to live forever.
1: I understand this. Try to win while you're still on this earth. He wants to go into that next plane of existence (laughs) with that
0: ring around his finger. What's wrong with that? More power to him. Straight up. Well, let's go buy a few more uh, Little Scissors pizzas. Help his cause. What's his profit margin like
1: with those five dollars pizzas? I want to see... Uh, It must be high if he can afford to give away $68 million to an uh, aging hitter. Uh, Anything else about this one? Uh, No, I mean,
0: I think it's going to be, you know... So you like the contract. Yeah. You like it a lot more than the Russell Martin one. Without a doubt. Especially because he hits so well. Um, And he's going to be a contributor each night. I think he's going to contribute a lot more... Uh, Overall, you know, over the duration of his his deal than, than Martin would. Yeah. Uh, because Martin has a history history of injuries, and Martinez, uh, his his injury history hasn't been as uh, questionable as mm-hmm. as Russell Martin's, I believe. All right, so let's go into the
1: big trade of the day of the week just happened. What three days? Two days ago? Two days ago? No, three days. It'll be three days by the time you guys hear this. Um, The St. Louis Cardinals trade away Shelby Miller and a minor leaguer for Jordan Walden and Jason Hayward. I like the
0: trade for Atlanta. Really, I do. Wow. Uh, Shelby Miller's, a, you know, he's a good he's a good pitcher. Well, let me ask he's you: young. Do you like it more
1: for Atlanta than you than St. Louis, or is it equal? Because uh, I love the trade for St. Louis. It's, uh,
0: on paper, it's equal because... And not paper. I'm talking about your feelings. For my feelings, yeah. I think I think Atlanta's going to come out. Do you think Atlanta's coming faring, out? Okay? You know, faring pretty well in this deal. Because they're adding a, another good young pitcher to that rotation. Uh, that rotation should get back on track, especially if they're all if they all healthy. They've got, what, seven guys that they, they can buy for a rotation spot? If healthy. If, if healthy. They had some guys coming off of Tommy John surgery. True. Uh, but that's still, uh, you know, a pretty good uh, a pretty good problem to have on your hand. Yeah, it's always good to have 2 main B-pictures in that, Absolutely. Um, And Hayward I, just, you know, uh, this know is, is going to be, what, his fifth year? And he still hasn't really put it together offensively. Yeah. And that's, you know, without a doubt, the biggest question
1: mark at this point. It's always been the biggest question mark. But, again, he's only 25, be 25 going into the season. Um, I feel like, like I said, he's been in, in league four years to be a fifth year, and people act like he's he's hit like 220 or something. He's still a damn good hitter. Well, he yeah. hit
0: 220 um, two years ago, I believe. You might be right. Yeah. Uh, no, in his, his second year. Yeah, 2011 he hit 227.
1: Season, but look on his his on base percentage. Two uh three ninety-three, three nineteen, three thirty-five, three forty-nine, and three fifty-one. He gets on base a third of the time. He doesn't just hit, he walks a lot too. His main problem is he is a terrible hitter against left-handed pitchers. Mm-hmm. I think I saw a stat he hits like one twenty-two off them last year. Um
0: but I know I know it sounds unfair, but I gotta say. He's twenty-five years old. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else. Uh, he's 25 years old, but so is Giancarlo Stanton. And from what I remember, when they were coming up, I don't ever remember hearing all the hype and ESPN, uh, you know, storylines on the next, or the coming or the uh, impending arrival of Giancarlo Stanton. I really don't remember those. Yeah, you don't. But I definitely remember seeing them saying Jason Hayward, Jason Hayward, Jason Hayward. He is coming. Get ready, baseball, because this is the next big thing, and he just hasn't lived up to it. Of course, you didn't and hear Stanton. Anything about Stan back then. He was Mike Stan. Oh, that's true, Mike Stanton. Uh, Mike Giancarlo, whatever his name, I, I don't remember. I don't remember those wrestling style vignettes. Mm-hmm. You know, get ready, baseball, here he comes. <laughs> what? You know, <laughs> uh, you know I, wrestling style vignettes. Yeah, you know. Promoting uh, the, the This Sunday, Sunday,
1: Sunday. Oh, yeah. At the Phillips Center Arena. It's Jason Hayward.
0: I'm coming for you. In a steel cage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I remember seeing the ESPN, you know, stories on, you know, the impending arrival of Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward. Everybody said, it's only a matter of time. It's for the Braves to uh, bring this kid up. And he makes an immediate impact. And changes the landscape of that team and that division, and he it really has. And and look, that's unfair to any ball player. I think yeah to put the weight on
1: the franchise on a 21 year old kid just coming up that's ridiculous.
0: Absolutely. But I mean, compared to a guy that you know kind of came out of nowhere, believe it or not, it feels like, um, and has just exploded onto the scene uh, with a record breaking pace of, of home runs and. Uh, just all-around talent that he has, you know, even in the outfield. You know, he's got a good uh, – Stanton uh, is a pretty good defender, especially for a guy as big as he is. Uh, and, well, he's a good defender. Hayward
1: is a great defender. True, true. I mean, we're going to go last that side of all. Hayward is probably the best right fielder in the game right now defensively. And you know how I feel about the Cardinals. I respect the hell of them because of all they've done in history in the past 10, 12 years. Sure. If anyone is going to get him on the right track, it's going to be the Cardinals organization. This will be the year he's going to be the all-star, the superstar, basically what you're saying, the phenom. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to hit like 290, 25 home runs and 100 RBIs. That would not surprise me.
0: No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me either. I, you, know, to
1: see. <laughs> I, uh, you know,
0: I, you know, I'm not. I haven't. I haven't. My, my diatribe was not aimed at saying it's over. He's done at 25. It was to say his history. You know, he hasn't li- historically. He just hasn't lived up to what he was expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the flip side, you're I absolutely mean, right. Now the is the term. time. But you could say the same thing about Bryce Harper. Oh, without a doubt. No. No.
1: Just ugh, some some of us just takes longer than others. Some some players are late bloomers, and you can't say that you know Hayward has as much um, publicity as as um, Howard uh,
0: Bryce had. Well, nobody has uh, yeah. that. <laughs> I can guarantee that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that made me think. You compared Hayward to Stanton. You can do the same thing with. Uh, uh, hit uh, Bryce... What's his last name? Harper.
0: Harper and Trout. Yeah. Well, absolutely. But, you know, they're both... Well, no, Harper's... They're they're all in the same the division. Same division except for Trout. Yeah. All right. Um, we didn't really even talk about Sheldon Miller.
1: The guy you love so much in this trade.
0: Well, I... I've always liked Chuck Miller because you've always had him on your fantasy team mm-hmm. and uh, you scout pretty well and he's mm-hmm. always he pitched well for your fantasy team up until last year. Yeah. hmm
1: So Shout out to Keith Law for the <laughs> fantasy help. You know, I I find I do so much of my fantasy thing, uh, you know, scouting the young guys with helping Keith Law and the, you know fan grabs. Oh god, get out my secrets. <laughs> it don't matter. I've won so many times I can afford to lose. Right.
0: <laughs> Uh, Every magician's secrets are unveiled at some point. Eventually, Um, so you're a fan of Shelley Miller. Yeah, especially. I mean, he's going from. Yeah, I mean, it can't really. It's pretty much a lateral move for this guy in terms of uh, pitching richness. I think. I mean, he's going from a great organization that develops pitchers very well to another organization that has had. Some of the greatest pitchers of all time, and have kept that that kind of factory <laughs> running since, even you know, five years after Maddox, Smoltz, and Glavin have you know, been long gone. Very true.
1: Um, I, we both like to trade. We just like our trade for our for our other teams. Um, so let's move on to the next thing on leisure. Uh, Talk about John Lester and Pablo Sandoval uh, visiting Boston. Boston. Um, I know. Uh, that Lester left with an offers of six years, one hundred and twenty million dollars, which will probably take. I mean, you really think so? Yeah, I, I think he could shop around, and he could probably get a lefty. He probably get a deal something like seven years, one hundred and fifty million.
0: It would not surprise me. Uh, he seems like one of those guys that's, that is ready to go back to his to his original team. Um, uh, he. He's kind of, uh, I remember when Victor Martinez got traded from the Cleveland Indians, the man cried on television when he got traded. Uh, I think this was... That's a bad example since he didn't go back to the Cleveland Indians. No, but that means, I mean, that's how much that organization meant to him. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, he wasn't ready to leave. And I don't think Lester was ready to leave either. I mean, that's he won two titles with them. He
1: fought, uh, what was it, leukemia? Leukemia or lymphoma. Lymphoma, I'm sorry. He fought Lymphoma. Uh, back in 2007, um, when he was with the Red Sox organization. I agree with you. I just, there's always a heavy bidder out there. Um, it feels weird to talk about uh, free agency and not talk about the Yankees, you know? Yeah, well, they've got so much money tied up that. <laughs> Old rotting veterans, as we put earlier.
0: <sighs> but, and, and, for for hearing that from you is kinda of weird too because you uh you kind of, you, you don't really make that emphasis as, as much that oh this guy, you know, if he were offered, you know, an extra twenty million, an extra twenty million, he might take it. You've always kind of been that kind of guy that looks at it like this guy could very well take a hometown discount or uh, could leave money on the table to return home and, and you're not convinced it seems like at this point. That he uh, he's gonna follow that suit. We're usually I'm the guy that's like, hey man, if there's take an extra the fifty million dollars, you take it. We've kind of swapped uh, ideologies in uh, now, um, this in this one
1: case at least. I just I feel that way because from what I've heard um, around the league, the Red Sox offered him something around that before they traded him right, and he right. didn't accept it. So my thinking is, he didn't accept it before. Why would he accept it now? Sure. When he has, especially now that he has more bidders, that's the only reason. I really think that he should either um, go to the Red Sox
0: or can I even say the Cubs? Uh, well, they've got the money to get him without a doubt. Uh, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that is ready for that type the of role. Weirdest thing I've heard so far is him
1: going to Atlanta because he has a house like 20 minutes outside of Atlanta of downtown Atlanta and I'm going to talk about this later but the Braves just aren't built to win right now And I know people will say well what about the Cubs I think the Cubs can make it to the World Series in like two years I don't think the Braves are going to be back in the playoffs to 2017 Mm -hmm. to be honest with you yeah, yeah, because the
0: Braves have all the pitching, but they don't have nearly as much hitting as and honestly, the, Braves the Cubs will have by that time. The Braves really don't have money. No, yeah, you were saying that they're not built for, for that, but That's uh, one of the other reasons they're, they're, not, really, like they're not built for a hundred million
1: dollar contract either. Uh, yeah, they have, I think they have one with uh, Freddie Freeman. Is it 100 million or close to it? That's one of the reasons why they traded away uh, Hayward, because he knew they couldn't pay him what he wanted. Yeah. Uh, but uh, back to Leicester, I really think it's between the Red Sox and the Cubs. I really don't see any other team in there. Opening up the pocketbooks yeah. for this guy. Of course. Um, I say that, that, I just thought of the Dodgers. You say that I just thought of the Tigers. <laughs> uh, yes, too. too. Yeah, it's just weird again to not be able to say, "Oh, the Yankees are lurking out there anymore." And yeah, we'll probably get to them to a later podcast. But
0: just strange. Uh, Sandoval, uh, he's been tied so closely to the to the Red Sox mean it, it just seems inevitable at this point.
1: <sighs> well, geez, I don't know. You think he gets an offer like Pence did? Was it five years, ninety million dollars?
0: Um, sure. <laughs> he's young enough. I mean, he's he's
1: only twenty-eight. Yeah, I mean, he is a little pudgy, to put it politely. Sure,
0: but he still plays third base pretty well. Um, and if he goes to the AL, he can always DH, DH. You, know, him, you know, give him a day or two uh, rest. And you know. He's still a good contact hitter. He, he hits for high average. I and that's what? kind of rare for third base at this well, stage. Yeah, he still
1: is high average, even though he is one of the most aggressive guys in the game right now. I mean, he swings at any and everything. Um, I really think he stays with the Giants. I feel like they'll give him a little extra, you know, for winning the World Series, maybe to go five years. Ooh. Do you really want to go $100 million for Pablo Sandoval? Uh, yeah, I can see it, for sure. All right. Five years, $100 million. Stay over there in California, close to the beach. Apparently, the beach is big for me. <laughs> um, I really don't have too much more to say about Sandoval. We'll go to our next topic real quick. Sure. I mean, I think we're already pushing an hour. Getting close. Where are we? Yeah, we're at 56 minutes in, so let's go to our next topic. Okay, so... We both wrote down uh, names of players that we think could be traded this offseason. Now, neither one of us knows the other's list, so this would be a surprise for both of us. So let's just take turns. I'm going to lead off. Yeah, sure. And I'm going to lead
0: off with Jason Castro. Whoa! Shocker. Nah, nah, not a shocker. I had him on my list as well. Uh, I mean, it seems inevitable, really. They went and got another a third catcher for the roster in Hank Conger. Um, Calder is a lot cheaper than Castro, mm-hmm. so is Cormoran.
1: So is Casty, Right. Or Stassi. Stassi. Sorry.
0: And uh, so I think if anybody's going to be traded, it's going to be Castro, which mm-hmm. is, you know, you hate to see because he does have potential to hit 15 or 20 home runs, and that's something that we that this team has never really had uh, consistently. Um and, you know Castro's still young enough, but he just doesn't seem. It, it seems like he's one of those holdovers from the old regime, uh, and as young and as good he, as he is, uh, you know he's he's from the past at this point. And I think the new the new the new bosses are, are still looking to you know get rid of of those old. You know, uh, Drayton era. You know, acquisitions and Castro's one of the last ones.
1: I agree with you. I I don't think it's about just getting rid of the old era. I think it's more about uh, what's the best way to put it this. Where what do you do that helps the team the most? Is it here playing, or can we trade you and bring in some prospects? And I think. A great trade partner right now. I know I've said this team like three or four times in the past fifteen minutes, but the Cubs. Trade them to the Cubs, see if you get one of their young guys. Yeah, to be a superstar, or anything like that, um, and see what you can do with with him. Either maybe even the Dodgers for, for like Jock Peterson. I know that's reaching. That's high. really that's
0: a real uh, strong reach. Uh, the Cubs. I don't I don't see them trading with the Cubs because mm-hmm. I see them trading with someone that could offer pitching. Mm-hmm. And Cubs have no pitching Even in their farm system. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and the guys that they have in their farm system the, the hitters that they have in their farm system, I think are too good for for the Cubs to be willing to give to part with. Um, I think if if they were gonna part with any of their even uh, their number nine or ten prospect in, in the division or the organization, I think they would still try to hold out for a bigger name than Castro. So, can't think of a team that would fit. Uh, with the Astros, um, maybe I'm well, a little. I was thinking maybe Minnesota, mm. because. They could definitely use
1: Castro, Castro at and the catcher. then move, and then have a,
0: I think he's already moving there, but uh power at first base full time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they definitely have the prospects. Yeah, I mean, they, they've drafted high enough recently to have a few, you know, that they could, they could consider giving up. I like that. Nice work. Right. Thank you. My turn, I'm going with a Castro as well.
1: Starling Castro. Really? Yeah. Well think about it. They are they have bias already up. Bryant's coming up. Mm-hmm. They just traded for uh Tommy the I didn't say the uh, and, and uh Jesus AA I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Addison Russell. Addison Russell. There's they have the guy um Al Al thank you. He also infield, even though he's playing outfield. Mm-hmm. They have all of these young, you know infield players coming up. Why not trade Castro while he's still relatively cheap? And, I'm sorry, but you've basically seen Castro's best. He's going to be a 310 to 320 hitter, get you a couple home runs, some steals, and play below average defense.
0: Well, no, I I don't... I I don't argue with that. I think if you're the Astros and you... I'm no, oh, you talking could. about the Astros? I'm talking about the Cubs. Right, if if you're the Astros and you know you could get Castro for Castro, then you make that trade. But I don't think the Cubs would be willing. No, that's my guy to be traded. So Yeah, in the all season. I think he's gonna be traded. Oh I thought you were still talking no, about
1: the No, Astros. no, oh, okay. no, sorry. Uh, I was gonna say Castro
0: for Castro, that that would be crazy, <laughs> I think. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> they keep the same jerseys. Oh but Castro, yeah. Stalin Castro, yes.
1: Uh, I I think, he gets tra- I think he gets traded this offseason. That's, Absolutely. That's that's he's one of my high guys up there. I just see the Cubs, especially uh Theo Epstein looking around Castro. The Cubs are gonna start they're gonna do the Astro thing where they're gonna look at pitching and defense. Mm-hmm. And Castro is below average defensively. So they're gonna try to train him while his value is high. He had a great year this year. He did. But he has limitations, and they're going to shop him around. I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded within,
0: you know, before the end of the year. And he's a guy that can definitely get you a couple of Mm pitchers, I think, because he's only 24 years old. He's still very young.
1: Yes, he's very young, but it's always uh, talked about his immaturity
0: on and off the field. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. Your turn, my friend. Uh, next guy I have on my list is Matt Kemp. I think. Oh, I didn't even have it. On here, that's not terrible I go. <laughs> uh, I think it's time. You know, the Dodgers are desperately looking to, to free up uh, salary with those big contracts in the outfield to start preparing Jock Peterson to, or you know, start preparing to break Jock Peterson up. Uh, and getting Kemp out of the way would be one less spot that they'll have to worry about. Uh, and frankly, I mean, even as much as they can afford it, the Dodgers don't want to be that team that's paying a guy $20 million to come off the bench. I don't think any team would want to be in <laughs> yeah. that
1: position. Although I would love to be in that position. Thank you for my $20 million off the bench. Right. Uh, let's see. This is how much he's going to make the next, let's see. What's that? Five. next five years. $21 Twenty-one point five. Twenty-one point five. Twenty-one
0: point five. Twenty-one Jeez. And the way that the contracts are going these days, that's actually a bargain if he plays well and contributes. And I think the team that everybody has linked him most to is Seattle. I mean, they are looking to, they have the money, obviously, to spend on someone.
1: They did that with Cano last year. They need to upgrade their offense. Another, his teammate, I mean, I didn't have him in the list, I'm just adding on to what you said. His teammate, uh, Puig.
0: You see, you think Puig gets traded? Yes. Wow i I think they've invested too much in him. Uh, Time wise, uh, I think the money they've spent on him and the I think the investment, the return that they can get. Uh, I think the return
1: that he can get is huge. How much do you think Puig is getting paid? Wasn't it a sixty six million dollar contract? Let me check. I think you're right. Going into 2015, no, it was seven years, forty-two million. Oh, okay. Next wow. year, he'll that's make he'll, he'll make four point five, then five point five, six point five, seven point five million. But that's his total for the next four years. With his contract, his on the field talent, you could get literally a boatload of prospects for that.
0: Yeah, but the Dodgers aren't that kind of team right now. They're they the I, let's, I just, let's spend everything we can on on guys. I don't think they're at that point yet where they're like we need to start rebuilding. We need to start retooling.
1: You might be right. They but should, not. but I can I can just sense you know behind the scenes they're getting frustrated at his actions. You know the speeding, sure, the basically the on fields oh, stupidity, the brainlessness, and I can see him being shipped out interesting Interesting. like the entire Dodgers outfield could be shipped out to be honest with you <laughs> year, I would be shocked if he's a Dodger and Crawford my money he's paying he'll probably be in left field next year
0: yeah I mean Kemp for me Kemp is the only guy that they could really get something in return mm-hmm. um, so I, I see him getting moved
1: alright my turn I don't think this guy is on your list Joey Votto no wow no uh I know that he won MVP. What two years ago? I think three. Has it been three years already? I oh, we're year. getting old. We're gonna die soon. Um, I think that the Reds should really look into moving that contract because they are a small market team, mm-hmm. and his contract started this year. Ten years, two hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Yeah, and he's been hurt. He's been since hurt since he signed that contract. And ever since he signed that contract, the media has been ripping him because he he'll walk on borderline strikes instead of trying to you know swing for the fences because it's important to get on base instead of just you know swinging and trying to get hit for him. Right. So he'll try to just walk, and the media there has just been eviscerating him for two years now. And you, like we said, the Reds small market team. They really don't have a, um, uh, too much money, and you know they're paying this much money to be a superstar, to be one of the top five players in baseball. And he
0: definitely wasn't that last year. Well, then if if he really, if there is a, if he realistically is a trade candidate, then I think the best fit would be Boston. He's thirty-one right now. Yeah, Boston has the prospects they've got the type of budget to, to take on that kind of contract even. and
1: the DH right this is this is how much he's making next year is and if and especially if they don't get Sandoval mm-hmm. like I said next year this like for he'll be 32 next year 14 million then it just skyrockets 22 uh, tw- I'm sorry 20 then 22 25 25 25 25 25 25 for someone in their mid to late 30s right for a, a middling, mid-market team, you cannot afford that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he was in his, you know, 26, 27, you're paying him that money, not a problem. But, you know, he'll be 36, 37 years old. You cannot do that if you're the Cincinnati Reds. you got to trade him down and get some value for him. Absolutely. That's a good pick, though. Wasn't on your list, huh? No. It, it, man,
0: that was very under the radar. <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> Your turn. Uh you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna package some some of these guys because they got two of the same guys or two guys on the same
1: Uh-oh. same team. I know what team you're going to. Uh not yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna start off with a combination, possibly of Aramis Ramirez and Kyle Loesch from the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh. all right. These guys are old. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're making a lot of money, and Milwaukee is not in the position right now to contend. I don't think they're ready to get back to contending for the, the Innocentral. Central, as weak as the NLL Central seems at this point. Uh, St. Louis got got better. Um, Pittsburgh is still pretty good, and they're still pretty young. They've got some young guys, you know, that are. That should take the next step forward, you know, this upcoming year. Uh, the Cubs are getting better, and I think Milwaukee is just kind of, it, middling. Middling, absolutely. They're not
1: going. They're just trading water. And we've said this before in sports. You either need to get better, get better, or you're getting worse. If you don't upgrade, you're getting worse. Just because time is not on your side. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm with you.
0: So Ramirez, I mean, is a guy who. Can still hit for power. He'll still hits for average. Um, you know, sooner or later, we're me and you, you and I will have that that podcast episode where we're talking about is Rasmus Ramirez a Hall of Fame player? Because if you look at his numbers, I say he is. Really, I do. Wow. But that's a discussion for that is a discussion later on down on the road. Day.
1: Uh, but <laughs> because we oh we're, that's a discussion for when... Oh, we're gonna argue about that. Oh yeah,
0: one. without a doubt, it, it'll, be it'll be fun. fun. Uh, but. So he's And he's still good enough to get a, a pretty solid return. And then if you were to pair him with a guy like Kyle Loesch, who, uh, you know, he's in his mid-30s, uh, but he's, you know, he's pitched for some good teams and he's had some pretty good years. He still has a little bit of value left. Uh, he still has a little bit left in the tank as well, I think. Those those two guys could, could fetch a pretty nice return. I think, a, a, you know... At least a couple of pitching prospects.
1: Depends if they uh, keep Ramirez at all. He has an option, a team option for 2015. They either uh, opt in his option
0: at 14 million, or they buy him out at 4 million. It's still, it's still a friendly contract considering how much guys are getting paid these days. And if you can get a guy like that for 14 million dollars, who Hits 285 and hits 25 to 30 home runs. That's that's not a bad bargain. Let me find Loesch real quick and see what his contract is.
1: I mean, I definitely agree with you with the I think you're probably trading a nice little piece for him. For Loesch, he's got one year left on his contract at $11 million. That's still pretty reasonable. I mean, there? he's a, a good number three starter.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if you trade him to a National League team where he doesn't have to worry about the DH, mm-hmm. I think um, it, it's a it's a nice it would be a nice addition to a contender for the back end of your rotation. Uh, that was nice. I like how we're picking players and we
1: don't have them on our on the other person's list. Uh, Michael, sure. I'll make a team one as well. Troy Tulowitzki and Cargo. Oh, of course. It's time. Come on. Yeah. Did you have on your list? Oh, of course. Oh, damn it. I jinxed this. Like, we discussed it earlier. They can't stay healthy. I mean, that bet was the dumbest bet that I made all year. <laughs> they played a total of 161 games last year. When they play, they're great. The problem is they don't play that often.
0: Right. Um, let me go to the list first. He's making what, still $100 million left on his contract? His
1: contract was originally 10 years, $157 million. How much does he have left? Yeah, he has over, let's see, from starting next year, $20 $20 $20 $20 $20 then $14 million. So what's that? One, two, three, four, five, $114 million left with the tr- option at 2021. $20, a long way to go. <laughs> For a guy who's, how is he, 30,
0: 31? Uh,
1: yeah he's 30, 30 right now, and it's breaking down as we speak. Let's see. Last year, he played 90 games. Before that, 126, 47 in 2012, 43 in 2011. 100, I'm sorry, 143 in 2011, 122 in 2010. He's just slowly breaking down like my old used Dodge Neon. <laughs> and either he needs to play less games at shortstop or move to a different position. Because I really think that's what's killing him. All the highlight plays, um, all the hustle he shows, it's breaking down his body because you see he has all these he has bro- he's broken bones, he's had muscle tears, things like that. His body is just weary. He's yeah. 30 going on 75. <laughs> so he would be a perfect fit in an American League team. On an American he, League Yes. Yeah, somewhere where he could take the night off and play DH. Um, his body just betrayed him, like I said. And uh, we'll go to uh, who's the other guy? then Carlos, Carlos go- Gonzalez. Gonzalez. I always call him Carlos <laughs> Gomez now. I don't know why. He's uh, 29 contract. He's, his is a much uh, more friendly contract. Seven years um, $80 million, of which he has... How much does he have left? 16 17 and 20 so what's that? About $53 million left. Yeah. Another guy who can't stay healthy. I remember the beginning the year, they were talking about him playing center field. <laughs> I remember just laughing at that story. Like, he'll be on the DL within two weeks. And it was pretty close. Was pretty and I think if the Diamondbacks... I'm sorry, the Rockies looked around and were 100% honest with themselves, they would see that there's no way they can win with these two guys on the team because they have no other talent around them. Yeah, It's time to just blow it up, trade these two guys, get some major prospects, and try it again. I mean, I'm sure the fans would be pissed off uh, losing their two superstars, but if you're not winning, what are you doing? (laughs) What's the point? All you're doing is bleeding money. Right. You can't win. So that's that's like, that was my number one, Troy Woods and Carlo. They both need to be traded. Yeah, so those, so. those
0: are no-brainers. And, and, you know, imagine if they traded them together. You know, that would be what, incredible. I, I don't even oh. know if a team has no, the If right. they trade them together, it would literally have to be
1: to either the Cubs, the Astros, or the, um, the Twins. Because those are the only three teams that have the, the, prospects. the, the, yeah, the prospects to do it.
0: I agree. Yeah. I agree. Or the Cardinals, even. Because mm. they always find a way to, to yeah. get it done. Or to have decent drafts. If, they, if
1: Tulewski was traded to the Cardinals, he'd never miss another game. He would turn to Lou God. I have the utmost respect for the Cardinals. They always find a way to get it done. Um, your turn, my friend. Um, Let's see. I'm going to go with... How many guys do you have left?
0: Uh, I've got three. Three? Yeah. I have more than three go. Okay. Uh, I've got Elvis Andrews from Texas. Oh. He's still young, but he just signed like an eight-year, $120 million contract. Um, uh, they have enough prospects, they have enough infield prospects to make him expendable. Uh, and he's a proven major league shortstop who could fetch a pretty nice return. 26. He's 26? Okay, that's, yeah, that's very young still. Um, and they I think Texas is ready to, to start retooling or rebuilding, however you want to put it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, and the numbers on those contract on the contract that he has are pretty favorable, I think, for yeah. most teams. I mean, he yeah. signed
1: extension two years ago. It goes into effect this season. Um, like you said, eight years, hundred twenty million. 15 million, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 14, 14. I mean, that's not bad. I just think he's slightly overpaid for what he is. I think... Sure. um, I really think the Rangers expect him to take a a step forward with his Mm bat, and it still hasn't happened. He's He's a pretty good defensive shortstop, probably top five in the American League, but... He just doesn't hit enough to, to uh, what's what I'm looking for,
0: to garner fifteen million dollars. Thank you. He he's not a two way player. Sure. No, I, I don't. I uh, can't argue with that. Really. Who do you have next? Uh,
1: oh man, I lost my page. Sorry. Um, we're going to the Braves. Evan Gaddis, Justin Upton. Yeah, uh, there's. As far as Upton is concerned, I really believe that the Braves are trying to do everything to get ready for 2017 when they open their
0: new stadium in Cobb County. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the they're retooling on pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still have young, I mean, their pitching are still already, is still young. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're starting to get rid of these offensive guys that aren't, haven't really panned out as well as they had hoped. Yes, and uh, as far as Evan uh, Gaddis is concerned,
1: he's a bat with no position. Yeah, he's subpar catcher. He's terrible out in the outfield. Who knew big, big white people can't run that fast? Um, he's suited to be either a first baseman or a DH. And the team that I would love to see him go to is the Royals as a uh,
0: replacement for Billy Butler. That would be a great replacement for Billy Butler, who signed a three-year, three year, 3000000 million contract with the A's. Oh, we didn't even talk about that deal. Completely forgot.
1: Didn't write it down. Sorry. That's all right. Good for Country Breakfast, though. He yeah. got a uh, multi year deal. That is awesome for him. Um, and also for the A's, shelling out that money. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Upton, I think Upton will give him more prospects. Like I said, they re- <laughs> The one person I didn't put on here was B.J. Upton, just because I don't believe they'll be able to get anything for him. (laughs) People will be offering a bag of balls and a and a sock, (laughs)
0: pretty much. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's your turn. Uh, I've got Curtis Granderson from the Mets. Uh, He's old. He is uh, old, and he's still making like what ten. $12 12 million dollars uh-huh. and I think the Mets are ready to take that next step uh, sure I, I know that they 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 signed Michael Dyer uh, who was also pretty old or at least in his mid30s uh, but I think they they would prefer to have a bat like his in the lineup and they have to clear some space and I think correct Randerson winds up being that guy that they move to uh, to 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 ensure that Kadair plays every day. How many more guys you have left? No, I've got one left, one last guy. Uh, I'll skip to.
1: So you got two. I got two more. Um, you no, know I'm gonna use my last one, and it's gonna be a rat, so it's gonna be last. So go ahead, give me your last guy. My last guy is
0: Tyson Ross. Mm-hmm. Padres. Breakout year last year or last season. Um, in mm-hmm. the Padres. Generally, don't keep guys too long, really. They try to flip them as quickly as they can if they've had a really good season. Yeah, talk about another uh, small market team trying to get, get all they can for their people.
1: Right now, Steam. Okay, Are you ready for my last one? let it, man. It's the four horsemen of the Philadelphia Here we go Chase <Utley>, Ugly, <laughs> Jimmy Rollins, Cole Hamels, Howard. Gone. All of them gone. Philly, it's been time to rebuild for two years now. Let's blow it up and let's start all over.
0: Here's the kicker, though. At this point, you're not talking to Philly. You're talking to the 29 other teams in the league saying, guys, it's time to take these guys off of Philly's hands. It should be like sharks hovering around Chama. But it's not going to happen because they make a combined half a billion Mm -hmm. dollars Left on the remainder of their contract Especially Ryan Howard <laughs> Remember his contract It was
1: 5 years, $125 million. He signed it and people would say ridiculous Because all he was was a one dimensional sl- slugger He tore his Achilles In the playoffs The year before the contract even started He's been playing on one <laughs> leg Since 2011 <laughs> oh my God. And they still have What 2012, 13, 14, still two more years. Fifty million dollars plus a ten million dollar buyout. Oh my god, was that contract insane? That was stupid when they gave him the money. It's even stupider now. Uh, literally, we talk about you ain't getting anything for BJ Upton. You would get nothing for Ryan Howard right now. They should just eat the money and release him. And let him go uh, <laughs> along his merry way. Uh Utley, Rollins, we're glad that you were here. Rollins won the MVP. Utley should have won the MVP in like 2008. Uh, Hamels, it's been great having all three of you guys here. We love what you did for the organization. But you're more valuable viable to us in trades. Yeah, at this point, Hamels. We can't yeah. win. There's no way they're going to win. I would, guarantee, I would bet that they don't sniff 500 for three more years. Until the Howard deal is done.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
1: they need to get that Howard contract. Put it in the safe. Put the safe in chains. Get on the boat. Get, go out to the Gulf of Mexico. Drop the safe in the chains to the bottom of the ocean and then burn the boat. <laughs> and then turn around and never look back. <laughs> the boat must burn tonight. Ah, uh, oh, I could go on for like fifteen minutes on that deal. That was ridiculous. Anybody who was in the league, um, saber metric metric people, GMs for other teams, owners for other teams, when they heard it was five years and one hundred and twenty-five million dollars, nobody was standing up, clapping, and say, "Good job, Philadelphia!" Great Good job. said, so, "Man,
0: I'm glad I'm not that. Kind. I'm, I'm glad I'm not that owner." <laughs> Uh, an all time uh, all
1: time whopper if you ask me I guess it's worth it if you win a ring yeah boy they pull out all the stops Whew. hope that time was worth it enjoy that 60 million dollars that you're just literally lighting <laughs> on fire figuratively lighting on fire apologies um, I think that's it for us on that note yeah
0: that's, uh, that's all I've got we've uh man who would have thought we could get so much out of a baseball podcast in, uh, in November? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, it was fun. I, I always like talking about baseball, and I'm, uh, I'm excited for the next season, especially for the Astros. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're, like you said, I think they're ready to start taking that next step forward. And more importantly, now that we have Root Sports, we'll be able to watch them when they're not here. Hallelujah. We're back.
1: <laughs> Thank good. you, Root Sports. Burn and Hill Comcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is all we have for tonight I mean we've gone an hour and a half thank you for <laughs> staying with us our rambling and uhs
0: and ums anything else you want to say to the peeps? as always we appreciate all the support we uh, thank you for tuning in and we'll, we'll catch you next time we'll, uh, we'll have another exciting episode uh, ready for for your for your listening enjoyment
1: oh yes next podcast Thanksgiving sounds good yeah get ready for the our first annual Thanksgiving draft should be awesome all right for Anthony I'm de Quincy later babies